We good. That's what we're going with today because MJ, as the documentary goes on, he was heartless. Welcome back to the Step Back. Me, Henry Maldonado Jr., Leon, waiting on Jacob. What else is new? CP time. Hit it, baby. Welcome, ballers. Good afternoon to the 11th episode of the Step Back. I couldn't remember the episode number. That's why I didn't say it. <laughs> <laughs> Grand moment. How you feeling, uh, Henry? Things are good. Things are good. Uh, we, we got damn near 80 degree weather here in New York. Uh, had to hook up the air conditioners, man. Uh, hopefully this lockdown ends soon and, you know, people can uh, start to slowly enjoy outside. But the weather is beautiful. Yeah, this, this is the type of weather that uh, now you feel that with the basketball courts just oh, yeah. shut down. Now you're starting to feel it. I think some of the courts locally are still... Uh, they have the rims removed. Right. And people weren't listening, of course. Um, I know we got a, <clears throat> an update on uh, from the Parks Department. All the softball leagues have been canceled. So starting to affect us, man. Starting to affect us. Yeah, you know, parks on to uh, enforce that six feet distance, setting up circles and whatnot. So, but uh, it's a nice day out. Uh, We're going to uh, entertain you with recaps of the last dance episode seven and eight uh you know it was a deep episode i i enjoyed it uh, so far uh you know touched on his uh baseball career short-lived his relationship with his dad and did start to preview the 98 uh playoffs um, so the episode starts out with Jerry Krause and the organization. He walks, soon as he just walks off the podium, wants no credit, he's going to give no credit to anyone else. Mm-hmm. You know, it was, that was wild. Now, but, anything we, uh, we, we learn a lot from both Jerry's in this documentary. Um, you know, it's weird how you could kind of see where they were feeling jealous that Mike was getting all the love. And um, even on his documentary, I've said it a few times where, you know, I I originally thought this was supposed to be uh, a Michael Jordan documentary, but, you know, you hear some of the players coming out and saying that, you know, they're not getting enough time. You you start to realize that it was actually supposed to be a team documentary. Yeah. (laughs) But in true Mike fashion, I mean, he threw everybody under the bus and, you know, he, he, He's taking every shot, literally, you know, figuratively speaking. Yeah. Um, you look at it, they mentioned, uh, they go back to Scotty Pippen and they mentioned Tony Kukoc again. Kukoc, according to, to Barkley, Kukoc. <laughs> yeah. And they start out with the his decision to retire and go into the 94 season. Pippen leaves the team. They go through the playoffs and Pippen infamously sits out the last such a bad look couple seconds of the Ku coach game winner. 
Such a bad, bad look, man. Real bad. Anyway. My favorite player of all time, not the best player, but my personal favorite player of all time is Scottie Pippen. And, you know, even years after, I look at that and I cringe, man. You know, as a guy that's all about team and, and, and loves to play sports, that was that's a brutal, brutal look from him. And, and I think if that happened in this era, he probably doesn't recover from that. Nope. But, but what's wild is, like, he said he'll do it again. Yeah, you know, he started to sound contrite and and for sorry and, and you you're like all right cool he's good and then he hits you with that like i do it again i'm like what the fuck are you talking about like no like uh-huh. that was a very dense moment for him for sure it, it was i mean i appreciate the honesty but sometimes you can't let stupidity trump that you know and <laughs> i think that was a moment that you know the stupidity you just don't say that you know not not only that i don't I don't believe it. You know, I, I don't I don't believe that he would do it again. Knowing everything, no way he'd do that again. I think he would. You think so? Yeah. It's just hard knowing the backlash he got from his teammates as much as they loved him, knowing that that was probably the moment that they were like, okay, we could rock with Cool Coach and maybe let Scotty go because eventually that's what happened. Right. So, you know, I think that moment right there was was the springboard to a lot of uh, other events. Like, that's Pippen's first season as the man. Yeah. You know, I worked this hard. I mean, I'm not getting paid, but I want this shot. Yeah. It's going to somebody else. I'm. I might do it again. So, you know, it's something you might hold towards the organization. I guess like, you know, later on and whatnot. But you know, they brought they brought in cool coach. It's my shot. It's my team. And he nailed it. He did nail it. Um, you, I, I asked this before. Like, uh, do you think Ku Coach is a Hall of Famer? Hmm. I don't know. I'd have to really sit and look at the numbers. My knee-jerk reaction is probably no. But I think that's a lot. A, a lot. See, with me specifically, it's hard to have Hall of Fame discussions in other sports because I'm a baseball first guy. And in baseball, you have to be the creme de la creme to get in. Where in other sports, that's not necessarily the case. You know, the, the, the Hall of Fame criteria is a lot lower than other sports compared to baseball. So I think personally, when I go into it, I need to kind of retrain my thought process and, and, and kind of recalibrate it and, and see. But my knee-jerk reaction would probably be no, but I'd have to sit down and really dissect it. Makes sense. How many years did he did he play? Did he even have ten years? Yeah, I think he finished off with like the Bucks. Okay. Um, like a lifelong like six man. Yeah. But those championships and you know, I I think he gets in. See, it's like that. It's like the Robert Ory kind of thing. Like you know, you have some big moments. You're not the man, but you contribute. I thought he was like a starter on other teams, kind of like the Ginobili type. Yeah. Plus his international play, I, 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 I think he gets in. I think if he played now, he'd be a much bigger deal than he was then. I feel like that for a few guys, like him, Sabonis. There was a few guys that you know, that they played in this era would definitely get a lot more love. Exactly. Ninety-four season, well, actually, end of ninety-three, he wins a title. Uh. 
this part kind of kind of hit me a bit, you know. Lost of his dad. Yeah, that was bad. Um, you know, leads to retirement. You could see he was kind of like exhausted and whatnot. But some say he quit. Some say you know he wanted to follow his dream, and it. And some say it was a conspiracy theory. <laughs> Don't forget that that was a big part of the of the, these two episodes was the fact that uh, a lot of people felt that he didn't leave on his own. That it was some sort of uh, hidden uh, suspension for for eighteen months. Um, I don't buy that at all. I never have, um, you know, plus everything with, with baseball and, and how that ended up going. Can't see that. Yeah. Put I'll that be- up there with the, the, the 5G towers causing coronavirus <laughs> and, and Bill Gates trying to, you know, depopulate the universe. I, put that up there with, with the shit I don't believe. You know, give me my microchip. Uh... <laughs> yeah. Implant coronavirus here. <laughs> Yeah, I'm not. I'm not rocking with that one. Yeah, and, and it was weird. It was brutal. Um, the story behind uh, his death, because it didn't really give a lot of details. But you know, he's in a car, and it kind of goes vague. He's found on the side of a highway. Yeah, I felt the same. I felt like it lacked a lot of detail. Maybe, maybe by design. Maybe Mike didn't want to relive too much or, or give too much there on, on that personal side. It wouldn't be the first time Mike held personal things to himself, but um, I mean, you know, someone with who had a good relationship with his dad and, and being a dad myself, you know, I knew that when he got to that part that it would be tough. Right. So, you know, and it was, but like you said, there was, it felt like there was something missing. There was definitely something missing. So um, hit up his baseball career and I mean, considering he hasn't he didn't play for like fourteen, fifteen years. Started out with a house of fire, you know, fastballs, all fastballs. Well, it's like every baseball. Anybody who makes the league, you know, they can hit a fastball. You can hit a fastball once you turn fifteen, sixteen years old, you can hit a fastball. It's making that adjustment to the breaking pitch that uh he needed to make. But I I will say I didn't give his baseball career when I was younger, a lot of real thought and, and looking back now and, and with the limited amount of games and at bats and, and, you know, he started right in double A, which is, which is huge. You know, if you follow baseball, you know, you know, that double A is where the talent really starts. Right. You know, some people say there's more talent in double A than triple A. Um, but, you know, um, and then you had uh Theo Francona saying if, if he got a thousand at bats that he think he would have made the pros. So I, I think that was something we never got to see. And then the strike shortened season really is what, what put the nail in the coffin to his baseball career. It wasn't um, because of his performance or anything else. It was really the baseball strike that ended his baseball career, not, uh, not his performance. So maybe he doesn't deserve as much flack um, on the baseball side of it that he's been getting for years. Yeah, driving in 50 runs, stole 50 bases. I mean, says a miracle he had 202. Hit 202, and, and again, in double A as a 30, what, 31, 30-year-old? 30 I mean, mm-hmm. it's not easy, man. It just shows you the kind of world-class athlete this dude was. Well, probably still is. <laughs> Facts. Yeah. yeah. I know I, think- I, I always uh, I playfully shit on Jordan, you know, for a lot of things, but you can never knock 
his work ethic, his hustle, his drive, his athleticism, you, you just can't knock those things, you know? No, those, those things you're, you're born with and, you know, to his credit, he, he didn't quit. Yeah. I mean, I'll always have fun with the Jordan LeBron debate. You know, I'll always, you know, slightly lean towards LeBron and, and as time goes on, I, I'll always will, but that's not to take anything away from Mike. Yeah, and the here. fact that LeBron is even brought up in that conversation consistently just shows you his greatness. But, um, you know, don't ever confuse that for um, disrespect of Mike, because Mike, Mike, Mike's a god, man. Yeah. You know, his, his level of athleticism is through the roof. Not a lot of guys who can play both sports. No, I mean, there's only uh, so many Bo Jackson, so many, you know. Yeah. And I thought Dion was, you know, semi-decent in what he did. Yeah, but even those guys, you know, it's one thing they did touch on, which was how he had to train his body and, and condition his body completely differently for each sport. Whereas in football, you know, you probably train the same way you train for baseball. You know, you, you know, lower half, endurance, that kind of stuff. So I think basketball and another professional sport is probably harder um, from a skill perspective, obviously you have injury concerns and all those other things, but from a skill perspective and endurance is probably harder to do basketball in, in another sport like baseball than in the, in the other way around. Right. And it showed in his comeback in 95 because he was completely out of gas. Gas. Well, the fact that he, he had that much in the tank was, was impressive. Yeah. But yeah. He was gas. You know, so he had no legs. He's, his arms were hurt and sore, you know, heavy. So, yeah. And again, he took the summer and he and he made himself right. Yeah, I I had no idea uh, as far as Space Jam was concerned. He had a whole dome, you know, to himself. Yeah, I didn't know that either. That was pretty cool to watch. And and having him have people come in and play pickup games that was pretty dope to watch. Yeah, that was dope. Juwan Howard. Cool. That was dope. Just having the guys come in and, and play pickup games, you know, while he's filming and just to keep himself in in shape. That was pretty cool to see they had the whole facility there you know the training yeah. center and everything it was it was wild you know Ricky Miller Juwan Howard Horace Grant again mm -hmm. you and taking another beating during the summer yeah you know, he ain't have enough what else is new um you know uh touching back a bit as far as you know Jordan's reason for going to baseball you know, it's a big deal. Um, I, I guess it's going back a bit with the time jumping. Remember back way back in the first few episodes, his relationship with his dad and, and you know, he was hard on him and eventually like baseball was his first passion and not basketball. Yeah. Um, you know, and you could tell how it drove him to try to please his his father, which, and, you know, all throughout the league, uh, his father's support was what, what drove him, you know. Yeah. He goes down gambling for before game three. Who's going to take the heat? His dad. Yeah. Um, he wins his first title. Who's there with him? His dad, you know. So it's, it's rough. Uh, it, it, it's, um, I kind of, I you know, I felt it myself. I mean, I played baseball. Only time I got a hit was when my dad was there. <laughs> so it, it's, it's a whole different mental perspective for sure. It really is. I wonder how much of that 
um, drove Mike to go play ball. I wonder psychologically, you know, the aspect of doing this for my dad, um, fulfilling this dream that his dad had, had, you know, I wonder how much that had to do with the decision as well. Yeah. And, and, you know, trying to please someone, which is, you know, the ultimate goal, I guess, because, you know, we grow up wanting Mm -hmm. to please our fathers. Of course. And probably drove his competitive spirit, which leads to how he treated his teammates. Like shit. I mean, you're not feeding Horace, treating Kukos like shit. Well, let's be real. This entire documentary, he's just been throwing dudes under the bus left and right. Yeah, Scotty Burrell. Just, just, just call him Jordan Six Nine because he just been <laughs> snitching, snitching left and right. Yo, no regard. My man has been snitching left and right. So yeah, I, I don't know if I could rock with that, but you know, yeah. That now, like I said, a lot of people say the era is different, but I think that goes both ways. I think there's a lot of stuff that happens now that a lot of these guys wouldn't be able to get away with. No. You know, driving the AC, that would not, you know, cameras and, and, and you know, people going live and taking photo, that would not be able to rock now. Um, could you imagine Dennis Robinson in a parking lot with a loaded gun happening now? Forget it. Forget it, man. I mean, now you, you can't get in, like most casinos, you can't even go in with the phone. So yeah. with the, on, on the table, I've tried it a few times, but, you know, but then again, I don't have the money they do. So you're also not Michael Jordan, right? Facts. Um, but yeah, it, it, most of that wouldn't fly now. But it, if you look at it, like Kobe, mm-hmm. he treated his teammates more or less the same way. Maybe not as extreme, but he had his whipping boards as well. You know, Sasha. You uh, want Baron Cohen? Shit. <laughs> <laughs> No, um, Every time. you you watched Kobe's Muse, right? Yeah. All right, so you saw that. He said when he got the team without Shaq, he had to take it up a whole nother level and just be a completely different person. And so I know a lot of people compare Mike and LeBron um, merely because you're talking about the best player and then the second greatest player of all time, 1A, 1B, whichever way you go. But I think a lot of people compare Kobe to Mike for that inability to have that thing in your head that switches off that 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 ability to create a fake environment almost to compete or a fake challenge you know you know Kobe talked about um, creating the black mamba as a way to distract from the media attention of everything that was going on in Colorado and then in the documentary you kind of see Mike creating things that never happened you know he, he created a whole scenario where where i forgot who it was who was it that he Uh-oh. said uh brad brad smith yeah you know he's like oh you know lebradford smith said this this and that and it, it it pushed him it drove him in and he came back and whooped that ass and then you later hear it was bullshit mike made it up for himself like yeah. those guys are just wired differently and and how they push themselves and you know, the flip side of that is you alienate a lot of people when you're that way. Mm-hmm. So, you know, one thing that this document did a, did a good job at reminding people was that 
this was not just a Michael Jordan team because they touched on the 72-10 team. And you realize how great of a team it was. It, it really he was. He needed John Paxton to hit a couple game winners. He needed Steve Kerr to hit a couple game winners because that 6-0 and legend doesn't become a 6-0 and legend without those guys. And I think a lot of people forget that. Yeah. So, you know, we go back to the LeBron-Mike debate. Yeah, LeBron had Ray Allen. He had Kyrie Irving. Yeah, Ray Allen at the end of his career, he had Kyrie at the beginning of his career. Kyrie smelled like Similac when he had him. <laughs> so, you know, he had these guys, and, and, you know, it's not to say he didn't play with great guys, but, you know, Scotty's what, top 10, top 15 NBA all time? Like, LeBron never played with anybody like Scotty, ever. You know, exactly. Dwayne Wade's probably the closest person to it. But nobody dominant. None, none of those guys LeBron played with was as good as Scotty. On both ends of the ball. Yeah, I, I don't, I don't see it. Boss was good. Scotty was 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 doing it all. So I, I don't think anyone that LeBron has played with is as good as Scotty Pippen. But you know, like I said, that seventy-two and ten team was was special, man. They they had a lot of great moments, and it's just a shame to see Jordan get all of the credit. And a lot of these guys not get their fair share of credit, like Scotty, like Steve Kerr, John Paxson. You know, these guys hit big, big shots, man. You know, and it just it's it kind of sucks to see them be celebrated as a team as like the greatest team ever until the Warriors broke their record. But then, you know, while you have the moniker of the greatest team ever, somehow it's all Mike, you know. And while yep. Mike was, you know, the best on the team and the best in the league at the time. It took an entire team's effort to make that happen. So, you know, I, I think the team got shafted in a lot of this documentary. Yeah, you look at the difference between that 95 and 96 team, you know, 95 losing to the Magic, Horace Grant, Nick Anderson. At 96, in comes Rodman. Rodman's the difference. Yep. And they faced a, a Seattle team, which I thought was the best team they faced um, in that in that stretch. Um, some, you know, some argue the Jazz, some argue the Suns. Yeah. I thought it was the Sonics. I think so, too. Um, what this documentary has made me realize is I want something that I didn't know I wanted until I saw this, which was I think I want a documentary of the 90s era of basketball. I think I want a documentary of, of right from when the Pistons stopped winning. Mm-hmm. All of the 90s, because there were so many great teams and so many great players and so many things happening and the style of the game was different, more attractive. I think I want a whole documentary on that decade of basketball, period. Yeah, I I tend to agree. So what we've been trying to do uh, inside the group, uh, looking back at Jordan's opponents, you know, we first looked at Drexler, we looked at... uh, uh, Charles Barkley, who was MVP, prime in his own right. Yeah. And now we focused on uh, Gary Payton, Sean Kemp, and those Sonics teams because, you know, they went 50, 60 wins deep about five, six years in a row. Uh, next, we're going to look at the, the Pacers team and Reggie Miller. And Rick Smith. Rick Smith, Mark Jackson, you know, yeah. Chris Mullen towards the uh, tail end of his career. And I thought the 98 Pacers were the closest team uh, besides the 94, not the 94, the, the Knicks. 
to, to, to knocking Jordan off. Yeah, they were they were there. They were close. And again, it took other it took a lot of plays from other guys, not named Jordan, to to win that series. So that it's gonna be fun when we go back and look at that. Yeah. Um with that uh I forgot that ninety eight series went uh, seven games. So looked at game seven last night and Jordan and Pippen, they were really uh they were off their game. Ku coach and Kerr really led them for that game seven win, not to mention they grabbed so many offensive rebounds and and uh, the, the tail end of the Pacers game, mm-hmm. they took some bad shots. Reggie didn't touch it for the final, like, eight minutes of the game. Yeah, I remember that. So, You know what's funny? When you look at the GOATs that we've been able to watch um... – as much as I don't like to admit it, I think you'd have to put Tom Brady as, you know, the go. Um, but even when you when you break Tom's Brady, Tom Brady's stuff down, you can say he needed his kickers, he needed this play, he needed the tuck rule. Like you can always say Tom Brady was a Pete Carroll bonehead play call away from losing another Super Bowl, or mm-hmm. you know, uh, uh, Atlanta Falcons epic meltdown to losing another Super Bowl and, and if things break the other way, you know, we're talking about him losing this many things, but we don't do that. We do it with LeBron, you know, oh, this happened, that happened, but we don't do that with Mike. We don't say if you didn't get this, you wouldn't have won that chip, or if you don't get this, you're not that. Mike gets, you know, he, he skates under the radar a lot with, with criticism. Right. A lot. Uh, and as far as, I don't think he's faced the best Western team enough because I don't think those Jazz teams would have, when they went to the finals, I don't, I don't think they were the best teams there. Yeah. They were nasty, though. They were good. I mean, Stockton, I, I didn't think they were the best Jack, and Malone, Malone, probably a guy that doesn't get enough credit in, you know, in the history of the league. But, he doesn't. I, I mean, I'm not a fan of him, but. How could you not be? He did everything. I, was boring. He was He boring. was. He was a boring dude. I get it. But play-wise, man, Malone was a beast. I was a, I was more on a Stockton uh, deal. That's why. Okay, a lot of people feel like if if you have a guy like Stockton feeding you, I get it. I, I thought get it. any any Malone would have been average without Stockton. Ooh, Ooh I don't know about that. That's, okay, that's slightly bold. above average. That's bold. Woof. Leon with the hot take. That's bold. Stockton is probably the third best. Second or third best point guard of all time. No, no disagreement there. You know, and maybe we can look into. Uh, Is he still leading assists? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, so LeBron's going to catch him. He leads in assists, and and Malone like still leads. Malone like Malone fourth or fifth in uh, in points. No, I don't think he's that low. I think he's higher than that. Um, hmm. I'm I'm almost certain it's Kareem. It's Kareem. Kareem, LeBron. You know you're more. Michael. It's Kareem. No, it's Kareem. LeBron. LeBron and Kobe passed Mike. It's Kareem. Let me look it up. Hold on. Okay, it is Carmelo. Yeah, Kareem, Carmelo, then LeBron. I, there I, goes that name again, LeBron. 
LeBron should pass Carl Malone for second. I don't know if he catches Kareem. He's yeah, about four, he's about forty. 41, 4,200 points away. That's that's a lot. A good but five. I think that's a good he's five, about, six seasons. Yeah, he he's actually he might not catch Malone. He's about twenty nine hundred points away from Malone. So he'll probably end up second on the list in, in all time scorers. I I didn't realize Malone was that high. I thought he was lower. Oh, Malone was. And that's my point, that Malone doesn't get enough credit, man. Malone dropped 36,928 points. I mean, stocking out the most assists. Like, I guess it goes hand in hand, but... Yeah, yeah. but you still got to score. You still got to score, yeah. Put some respect, yeah, put some respect on Carl Malone's name, Leon. Come on. I refuse to. I refuse. <laughs> uh, and looking at those, those great duos of the 90s and Peyton and Kemp, Malone, I mean, Malone and Stockton, Jordan Pippen. Uh, the league is going back towards the duos of the 90s to today, you know, you know LeBron and AD and uh, Paul George and Kawhi. And, and that's just it. And, and that's why I hate it because he gets flack for stuff that's been going on forever. Like he gets flack for losing to a Golden State team that's like, yo, come on, the greatest team ever? Then they had like, 70 plus wins, what, three years in a row? Yeah. Come on, those, those guys, you, you can't. And then he actually beat them virtually single handedly one year. So you, you, you got to give LeBron some love here. Yeah, he, he took out so many uh, uh, trios as far as, you know, the Celtics, that trio he took out uh, the Warriors trio and down 3 1 at that. The Spurs. Exactly, Spurs. Look who decides to join us. As as we welcome oh, a third member of the show, Jacob Moses. Yes, sir. How you feeling? You get your uh, get your. I'm water. good. I got my I got my food. Get my goddamn. That's right. No free plugs though. No free plugs. Don't plug them. Nah, nah. <laughs> <laughs> I wasn't even gonna say. Gonna cut your ass out. But I don't want to get sued or something. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Well, what's going on? I'm good, though. How's everybody? We were talking about Leon's hot take, which and where he called Carl okay. Malone basically overrated. Ooh, that's kind of rough. I, I yeah. will say, See? I can't, I can't, I can't. There's no way, Mr. Bowles, as we always call him, but um, I can't call him overrated. I mean, he was what top four, I want to say, in the scoring list. Two, excuse me. There you go. For the just, we, just went, we just went through that list. It's uh, it's actually Kareem, Kareem, Malone, and Kobe now. Oh, LBJ, he got it. He got third already. Oh, okay. He passed Kobe the night before yes. Kobe passed. Okay. Yes. Yes. And yes. Kobe yes. actually sent a pretty cool message to LeBron the uh -huh. day before he perished. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Damn. Man, well, that's another that's another case for LBJ though. Mm -hmm. Um <laughs> that's that's another case. But yeah, I can't I can't call him overrated. What him and Stockton had going on for all those years, I can't. There's no way. Okay, I mean, okay. Uh, I didn't I I wouldn't say overrated. I said he's slightly above average. 
<laughs> Stockton made him. Oh, oh. He, he he definitely benefited from Stockton, but oh, I, I think that man was just that good. And maybe because of Stockton, we don't appreciate him as much. That's true. They, they, was a savage man. Absolutely. He can kill you in a mid-range game. Yes. He can kill you inside. He's pulling boards. Don't sleep on that man. I, I yeah, I gotta. He's one of the second all-time the, scoring. You gotta do something, right? I mean, <laughs> that's, yeah. I mean, I, you. Uh, I think you just. I just, you just don't like him, which is that, that, that might be it. That might be it. Maybe these next couple episodes will will will, will sway me a bit. That's or, it'll make, or it'll make you like Mike less. <laughs> Because there's a lot of shit going on in this documentary that makes me like, come on, man, how does this dude that get away with this shit? Mm-hmm. I think the most sympathetic I felt for him is when he won the chip in '96. Oh, when is that? On, about Father's, the first day? on Father's Day. Yes. Oh yeah. He was on the floor crying. You know, you you can't not find that emotional and and, and mm-hmm. just gut wrenching. Mm-hmm. But then there's like. The way he treated people, the way he treated his team, the way he treated, you know, so like he needed a break, right? Mm-hmm. And, and let's look at the stuff he needed a break from. He needed, a, and then his uh, what the Bulls PR person was kind of like, well, he plays a game. There's people waiting on the bus. Then he has mm-hmm. he has play. He takes a shower. There's media at the. And I'm like, that happened before, and that's happened worse since. Exactly. Like the players in this era have to deal with the social media age. So mm-hmm. fans lining it up, motherfuckers is at your restaurant when you're eating. They're taking selfies. They're, they're live recording you. You don't know mm-hmm. what's going on. You got a camera on you, and you don't even know it. Exactly. But to hear him say he needed a break from the shit that these players deal with all the time just goes to show you how when we all shit on a, a coach mm-hmm. for resting a player, mm-hmm. you know, I think a lot of that is not just physical rest. I think a lot of that is mental rest. Yeah, absolutely. You know, absolutely. They need a break, and they realize, yo, my star player is bombarded with – autograph requests and and videos and making sure they do this right because then there was no Facebook or Instagram or, or TikTok or anything where you fuck up that shit goes viral the next day mm-hmm. that shit was Scotty Pippen had that happened now that shit oh God. all over the place he'd have been a gif he'd have been a meme forever mm-hmm. on the bit on the bench with his, it, his it, meme mugging his freaking that shit uh, yeah. went that shit would have went viral the next day. Mm-hmm. We get snippets from sports writers. Now, mind you, he was in Chicago, so had he been in New York, it'd even be worse. Oh my God! So now these guys, you know, the local guys are writing articles, and then you have the national guys. But it's not like social media age. Mm-hmm. Everything is now. It's instant. If you fuck up now, it's it's out there for good. It's out there right away, and it's going. They will always remind you of it. Absolutely. I just saw a meme, which was funny as shit, which was LeBron looking at Bugs Bunny doing the, the J.L. Smith. It's like, hey, damn, <laughs> doing, it. doing that to Bugs. That shit is funny. Those are the things that live on forever now. Mm-hmm. But yeah, it's just a lot of stuff that you look at back then and, man, just imagine you had it. Oh, my God. You had social media. Yeah, that's why I said, man, I, th- I think these players, you know, they, they get a bum rap, and, and so do the coaches. The coaches know what they're doing when they sit down their star player for a game just to let him rest. It's a physical rest. It's a mental rest. 
Mm-hmm. And you, know, you get guys on Facebook who are like 300 pounds talking shit about this athlete when they couldn't do a quarter of what they do, you know? Mm-hmm. Oh, how is he tired? The players in the 90s were so much tough. Man, fuck out of here with that bullshit. Players in, the, players in the 90s didn't have to deal with the shit that these players have to deal with yeah. now. So. Just like in the case for LeBron, I'm like, the dude's been playing since he was like, what? <laughs> but we, literally, we literally watched LeBron grow up in our eyes. Like he went from mm-hmm. a, a high school phenom to being on the cover of, of Sports Illustrated at 15, 16 years mm-hmm. old. The, the McDonald's, the McDonald's All-American game. Like He grew up in, our, in, in front of our face. I saw somebody in the group fucking call him racist the other day because of something he said about China. Like, come on. Like you talk about nitpicking. That's terrible. Come oh, on. Say, he, say it right though. China. Oh, sorry. <laughs> yeah, these, these, look, these dudes, they don't have to deal with the shit. I mean, the, the guys of the past don't have to deal with the entirely other aspect of social media and, and mm-hmm. the very everything gets out there now. You know, you couldn't hire a publicist to now you can't hire a publicist to, to downplay something that you fucked up on. Exactly. Then, you get all those people together. You get the media people. You get your publicists. You get all this. You get a statement. It's out there, said and done. You do that shit now. It lives forever now. Mm-hmm. Like LeBron, not one, not two, not. We still, we still <laughs> talk about that. We still talk about that. Oh yeah. <laughs> oh yeah. Sound like uh, KRS One. Not one, two, three, four, and five. Well, don't start because that was a whole nother debate in the threads. Uh, <laughs> yeah, yeah, Joey, Joey foolishly saying KRS was better than Big Daddy King. It's not happening. Oh, get bold. I just get. No, I don't get that. <laughs> I love Chris, but come on. Oh, absolutely, absolutely. So yeah, we touched on a, we touched a bit on uh, Jordan's baseball career. You know. Oh, I'm sorry. <laughs> I'm sorry. <laughs> no, it wasn't that bad, man. Like no, I said, he would have made it to the major leagues, I, I think. Like I said, I, I gained more of a respect for going back and, and looking at the numbers and looking at the situation more importantly. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. He, he wasn't bad at all. I mean, he just he never, got a, he never got a chance to flourish. Yeah, exactly. He got a chance I mean, to like, learn and adapt. So mm-hmm. the beauty of baseball is it's it's the only sport where something is happening at all times, even if nothing is happening. Exactly. You can have nine guys in the field, just standing in the field, but there's defensive positioning happening, mm-hmm. pitch, you know, pitch calling. There's signals. There's there's so much strategy going on that baseball. But there's so much going on in baseball that I think Mike was never afforded the chance to mm-hmm. make adjustments to curveballs because of the strikes. Exactly. He, he couldn't hit the off-speed pitches because he never had a chance to adapt. And mm-hmm. the strike happened. He went back into the gym. He got the bug, you know, and then he started playing ball again. Oh, yeah, sure. I, mean, I, I think his baseball career took a bigger hit than it probably should have. Mm-hmm. I'll say this. He was better than Tebow. That's true. <laughs> I but, will... but why are people comparing Jordan's career to Tebow? Tebow was trash from jump. I mean, <laughs> he always trashing the sport he first played. Yeah, and I'm but a Gator fan. And I'll say that, man. I can't, I can't defend that guy. I loved him in college. Oh man, and that's what he was. He is probably the greatest college football player. But you know, but yeah, he he's trash. I've seen him play a lot. Oh hell, no. yeah. just watching. He, he can hit a ball for 150 feet though. But he got to he got to make contact with it. 
Exactly. <laughs> That's the number one thing he can't. I don't know what it is. With I mean, he's a great athlete. You see him, his his makeup of work, his work, the body and everything. He he has the makeup, but he gets on that field. When I think of Tim Tebow, when I think of his how great his college career was, mm-hmm. he didn't turn it. You know who I think of? Who I might think is better than Tim Tebow college? Tommy mm-hmm. Frazier. Remember mm-hmm. Tommy Frazier from Nebraska? Black quarterback? Oh, shit. Damn. I might be a little too young for you guys. Yeah, you might have. You might, I, I've heard the name. Go back and look at some Tommy Frazier highlights and and, okay. and go back and look at some Tommy Frazier tape when he was in Nebraska, man. That boy mm-hmm. was nasty. Mm-hmm. Sweet, nasty. Yeah, they do us a curveball. He was great. So I think uh, I think Tommy Frazier is always a good comparison to T-Bone. That's crazy. Anything you guys are looking forward to for the final two episodes? Uh, yes. More team. Mm-hmm. Stuff on the guys that actually helped you win a fucking chip. Mm-hmm. But yeah, I want to see more of the team, man. I, I I just think this wasn't supposed to be a Jordan documentary, and that's what it turned into. And it's absolutely disheartening a little bit. Because when they say the last dance, it was not only for him, but it was for that team, the core, you know, which. I'm not gonna say. Obviously, I wasn't sad about. It. I was fucking happy. Let's be real about it. <laughs> I was jumping for joy. Oh, Jordan leaving. Oh, thank God, the whole team is done. Uh, but yeah, it's gonna be interesting to see, you know, how it ends. And like Henry said, the team, how that all came together, like finishes it off strong. See how everything ended. We all know how it ended with the shot. You know, the little cross of Byron, Byron Russell, push big. Um, you, you know what moment was pretty funny, mm-hmm. and again, it's Mike being Mike and Mike being a dick when <laughs> you saw where Gary Payton was was starting to get to Mike and Gary said something like I wore him down or or mm-hmm. I wore him out and Mike's looking at it laughing and kind of <laughs> looks up and he provides that new meme face. Uh, he was like but I'm like come on like, don't he watch those games live man Gary Payton shut Mike down a lot. Oh yeah he was he 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 got in the head Forced him to pass. He forced him to do a lot. And, and this mm-hmm. thing I'm talking about that Mike does that he creates these little psychological games mm-hmm. with himself. Whereas, like, no, no one could compete with me. I'm like, fuck out of here. Gary Payton locked you down a lot. Yeah, he was. That's how good he was. I mean, he couldn't even take when what the hell was that guy's name for? Was it Detroit? He bust his ass. He dropped like 32 on his ass. <laughs> he made up that story. Oh, he didn't. Oh, that that was a uh, that was the bullet. Yeah. That, was, that was Brad Smith. We, there you go. There you go. Yeah. Felipe oh, makes the Felipe makes the point in the comment section correctly. Jordan does own the rights to the footage. Yeah. Um. So obviously he can steer the narrative as he wishes any way he wants. Like fashion, this is me, 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 me. Mm-hmm. But I, I, you know, I think as it's like I say about Babe Ruth. You know, as time continues, the legend gets bigger. Mm-hmm. And while Mike was the GOAT, I think his legend gets bigger than the actual reality. And I think we start to shit on the guys that come close to it. Mm-hmm. You know, we shit on Kobe for mm-hmm. the moral reasons and cheating on his wife and the whole Colorado thing. Mm-hmm. But if we were to kind of hold Mike to those same, same moral standards as we do now, mm-hmm. Never make it. He'd, he'd be he'd be all over the, the internet. He'd be all all over just different people. Just mm-hmm. you know, uh, 
protesting him and, and a whole lot of shit. And, and I, I guarantee you there's a lot of women in the past who if they had the platform we do now, mm-hmm. about to hear a lot of other shit. You know, he was into the hookers, as we know. He was into the cocaine, oh, as we know. Oh, yeah. Look at his eyes. This shit is jaundice for a reason. Oh, yeah, that is wild. Like, looking at him. That's a lot of damage to your liver. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So I, I just think, you know, the legend of Mike gets bigger as time goes on. And then we'll turn around and shit on a guy like LeBron that we see the greatness in our face. Yeah, yeah and that's the thing. You can't. It's unfair. Mm-hmm. And you can't see them. And you see the numbers. This is the one thing how I say LeBron's going to be that you got to. Yes, he was 6-0 in the final. Robert Ory got, what, seven chips? So you're going to say he's better than anybody else? When his numbers, he passed Jordan the scoring. He's going to pass him an assist. Overall. I think he did like, already. Yeah, I mean, he, like, come on. You can't. Deny the fact that OBJ, like he's gonna be like. So I, you know, I, I don't, I don't think this current crop of generation. I don't think this generation will ever really oh. see LeBron as the goat. No. Uh-huh. You know, I think it'll take for LeBron to stop playing. Mm-hmm. If something were to happen to him, but it'll take something to happen where we'll be like, "Yo, this dude was great." And meanwhile, you have a. a a subset of people who are like, yo, this motherfucker is the GOAT. This dude is doing things that no one's doing at this size. He's doing and it well. He's doing it longer because he takes care of himself, which goes into greatness. Mm-hmm. Everybody goes into greatness and somehow people use that against LeBron. Oh, he played longer. He played longer than Jordan because he fucking took care of himself. Mm-hmm. He takes care of his body. He eats the right way. He trains the right way. That's not a bad thing. That's part of greatness. That's what you want to do with the. Uh, that's how you prolong your career. <laughs> how much do you make of the competition each guy has played? I lean oh. on the side that LeBron's played better competition. Yeah, when you think about it, yeah, I got it. You got to say LeBron because you had maybe the Pacers, the Knicks, Orlando, somewhat. You had like three or four teams in the East that. You know, it wasn't like today where you can you pretty much have maybe like five or six teams that you like, okay, it can happen. But they have really about three or four teams. Like I know that Golden State team, I really think that 73 win Golden State team can beat the 96 Bulls. That's, that's tough. I mean, how they play and the style tough. of the game is different. Like those big dudes in the Bulls will be worn down playing that track mm-hmm. and field shit. Oh, that's true. That's true. Like, I mean, it's definitely it's different now. Yeah. The running gun is completely you have dudes seven feet consistently hitting three points. <laughs> you ain't just got to worry about them in the paint. They can go out, take you all the way to the three-point line and pull that shit up like nothing. Mm-hmm. I think LeBron, you know, who's played against Dirk Nowitzki, who's played against Steph Curry, who's played against Kobe. LeBron played more against Kobe than, than Jordan did. Mm-hmm. He's played against Shaq. He's played against D. Wade and Chris Bosh. He's played with them. He's played against them. He's played against Kawhi Leonard, Tim Duncan. You know what I mean? There's a lot of dudes. You you look at all the players LeBron had to play against, and I'm sorry, the, the LeBron played better competition than Mike. I, I think Kobe and Shaq takes them takes them both out in their prime. Uh, those two together was something, man. <laughs> Just, they were something. You saw the dominance, like each each one. Yeah. Man. That fucking stretch from thousand. So imagine if, because I think if you put a guy like. See, Shaq says that Kobe pushed him mentally. Mm-hmm. Shaq said Kobe made him want to be better. I think if you had a guy like LeBron with Shaq, 
that, you know, let's eat better, let's train, you know, differently, you know, because Kobe, Kobe's work ethic was legendary. Uh-huh. And I don't think it's, it's realistic to expect that to be the norm for people where LeBron has work ethic, but he does it consistently over time where he doesn't have to put in these enormous amount of hours consecutively at the gym because he's doing it at a pace that's just consistent overall. Uh-huh. So I, I think, if imagine you had Shaq and LeBron together. That would be something. Man, nobody would ever win. No. No, you can't. <laughs> so say, as his game progressed over the years, well, remember LeBron wasn't like really a – he's more of a – he'll get to the rim, but he'll settle for a shot now. Because and he'll knock him down. Yeah, his shot is lethal. Yeah, he'll definitely knock him down now. Then you got Shaq with his little post move. That, you know that little spin hit you with the – like you, there's nothing you can do with that. You know, it's funny, man. I think Shaq, Shaq is another dude I think – People think Shaq and they think big fat guy and they forget nah, how athletic man and how for his size he could move man. That spin move oh, he came man, out of LSU man. Hey, he was so raw and just. Oh, it was nothing. You really besides imagine if he had just, given, just get the push of T. Yeah, you know just. <laughs> <laughs> the people were terrified except for the dream. Like, that was the only person that really went for anybody else. Yeah, no chance. There's nothing you can do about it. Which, which is funny, which kind of brings us to this next point. ESPN came up with their top 10 list. Uh, they had Jordan at one, LeBron at two. Uh, more or less, the, the, the bottom five ended up with uh, Will, uh, Will, Larry Bird, Duncan, Kobe, and Shaq. Yeah, it was a really weird list. Yeah, I, I, the hundred players that they rate, right? Seventy. I, I think I saw seventy-four. There, there might be more, but from it, what it I was, remember, it was a very weird ranking, and they had some guys there that I'm like, really? They had Kawhi pretty high up top. It yeah, was weird. it was weird. Yeah, it, it it was weird to me. Um, I mean. I thought they had the, the, the right ten, but mm-hmm. you can inter I can interchange, you know, dream somewhere in there. Um maybe Oscar Robertson. Oscar Robertson didn't crack the top ten. No, that's it's crazy. <laughs> which would call for a lot of debate. So like Larry Bird did, but it was Larry Bird a top ten player all time? I, I thought it's always used to oh, yeah, the best you, you, position. Yeah, you look at it, yeah. You gotta put Larry well, Bird in it. I guess we'll be LeBron now, but you know ten ten was Shaq. Mm-hmm. Nine was Kobe. Eight was Tim Duncan. Right, Duncan. That's what was missing. Seven was Larry Bird. Six was Wilt. Mm-hmm. Five was Magic. You could probably flip flop those two, but I'm not gonna yeah. You know, the, the, you splitting hairs there. Four was Bill Russell. I love that he got that kind of respect. Mm-hmm. Kareem Abdul-Jabbar, three. LeBron James, two. And Michael Jordan, one. I'm trying to, I'm, like you said, Leon, that they're interchangeable, but I'm, I'm, I'm down with that. They're top ten, man. You can't, you can't really go wrong. I'm trying to find the other ones. There we go. That's we could probably do a whole show just on this list. For real? Yeah, <laughs> yeah like Chris Paul's 40. I'm like, 
That's crazy. Like is, I, Chris, is Chris Paul a top 50 player? Yeah, hell yeah. Jason Kidd was 35. And Chris Paul, I, Chris Paul, he's definitely top 50. I think, I think so. If, if you're putting Jason Kidd at 35, would you take Jason Kidd over Chris Paul? Oh, absolutely. I, yeah, yeah. I, I, think I, I would. I think I, I, I would. I would. Oh, ah. I would say Paul's a better shooter too. Paul is definitely a better shooter. Kid really, he finally got something that's like the tail in his career. But it's James Harden ranked thirty-two. Damn. Steve Nash yeah. ranked thirty. Man, Steve Nash. I, I, love, I love Steve I Nash. Love Steve Nash yeah. <laughs> He's one of the most overrated point guards I've ever seen. Right. Yeah, those two MVPs. So I, I can't mm -mm. check this out. I'm going to give you 28, 29, and 30. Okay. Backwards. One name is much better than the other two, but these are the guys that they picked. So 30 okay. was Nash, mm -hmm. 29 was AI, 28 was Stockton. Ooh. Damn. I just saw who 27 I, was. I don't fuck this list. Who was 27? Giannis. What? Giannis who? <laughs> Already? Already. Fuck this list. Yeah, so. Who bans is this? Who made that list? <laughs> David Robinson's 24. Yeah. What the fuck? Nah, damn, I wish I had my laptop, but God damn. What the hell? 21, Kevin Garnett, 20. Fuck out of here. Wow. Scotty, Dirk, 19. Give me wow. Scotty over both of them. Yeah, I definitely KG's my guy, but come on, let's be real. I'll definitely take Scotty, but God damn, like what the hell? Dr. J in the top 15. I love Dr. J, but come on. Mm -mm. He he mm -mm. only because he was like the guy in in the eighties. So mm -hmm. Yeah, but you still have yeah, I mean no. you could you could make I don't, think, I don't think he's top fifteen though. Do you know who nah. fourteen on this list is? It better not come on no bullshit. Hold on, let me. Kevin Durant. Nah, nah, no, Kevin not right Durant now. Kevin 14, Steph 13. Now, Steph, I, I can't disagree with because I think when it's said and done, I mm. think Steph is going to end up cracking the but top. Katie, too. Now that I think I, about I think it, Katie is fucking ridiculously nasty. Like, that's the thing. He was consistent scoring-wise. You can't. You, you're putting him top 14 already I, with, with the, but but you still what you got the other two Robinson at what, what body of work isn't long enough I don't think nah yeah that's the thing Robinson was what Robinson was seventeen nope eighteen nineteen oh my god he was in the twenties no 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 that they're, they're ranking KD over David Robinson no and Barkley and no Elgin no Taylor. no no, no. <laughs> right yeah. now. bring that back yeah, down you gotta go there Elgin that's Baylor. crazy. Have Steph, a check. Steph is 13, which, again, I think when Steph's career is over, he'll be top 10, and I'm okay with that because he's already the greatest shooter ever. Yeah, he's... Yeah, Curry is a generational talent, you know, mm -hmm. in the sense of the word. Yeah, he changed the game. Like, he literally changed the game. Yeah. Ah, that still hurts. This day. <laughs> Fuck, man. Yeah, I don't... I'm not a fan of the, the list. I think they have... For the most part, the right collection of players. I just think that that list is a little bit yeah, the top for me. Yeah. yeah this, this definitely sounds like a uh, 
another show. Yeah, yeah. I think we can definitely eventually get that and then break that. Yeah. Down. You gotta give me two weeks for that because I gotta do yeah, some yeah. research. I gotta like start. Man, it, it, you know, next week's uh, next week's Memorial Day, right? Memorial Day weekend. I think it is. Yeah. yeah That's time I usually fucking come home too. Go figure. Well, you know, speakers <laughs> are open. Fuck that! Yeah. We'll get one of them inflatable pools and just throw it in front and call it a day. <laughs> I didn't open my damn pool yet. I just cover still on it. It was so crappy. I'm like, I'm not opening it yet. It's funny. One of my friends just got um, a house with a pool last year for the first mm-hmm. time. Mm-hmm. And um, when winter was coming, you know, everyone was like, "Yo, get a pool cover." He's like, "Nah, I'll just clean it out." So I just saw so he something. He's like, "I should have listened to people." And he just showed all the, the nastiness. And- yeah. You gotta have a cover. That that is. <laughs> oh, I'm surprised it didn't come with a cover. I'm like what? Damn. This was definitely fun, fellas. Definitely. Yeah, uh, I'm gonna end it on 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 this. I know last week we touched a bit on you know the music is way off topic. Mm. Um, you know the Badu. Yo, Scott. Yes. Uh, uh, battle. It wasn't the I battle, it. which was good. It. Because it it went with the Mother's Day vibe, we just mm-hmm. popped out. Yeah. It was nice. Last week I mentioned Heartbreak Hotel. I was way off. That's Kelly Price. <laughs> I was way off. Just revoked my card, man. No, I, I caught it. I caught it not live. I caught it the next day. I gotta I gotta watch it. I gotta and, find it. Like Jake said, it it wasn't a battle. It was like, yo, this is dope. You just vibing. Yeah. Um, Erica Badu had. Bruce Lee flicks in the background. <laughs> I, I was definitely, definitely vibing with that. You know what we should do is uh, get a couple people together. We should probably do a podcast in a pop group about the whole versus series. Hmm. I think that's something I like we do. We can probably get a few people together and get that going. Oh, for sure. Yeah, that's, I like that idea. That's a good idea. Keep my interest. So. <laughs> Yeah, man, this, this this was this was good. You know, hopefully, with with this list, I can like set up something where you know players we haven't seen yet. Mm-hmm. You know, I could do some research on it. But the last two episodes of the Last Dance, hope it's something special. Focus on the team. Look at the Give jazz me some more. Team love. Give me some team love. Mm-hmm. That's what basketball's about. Absolutely. All right, fellas. Well, it was good talking to you. Yes, sir. Thank you. Dome City, six uh, seven p.m. Eastern Monday. Going we'll to get into a lot of the uh, the stuff that's going on during the week with the players and the owners, and uh, going to get into Bryce Harper's comments and uh, my guy. And a, yeah, and a few other comments. So tune in. Yes, sir. Thank you again, Henry, for, for having me as always. On. Yes, thank you. Thank you for covering. Dong City bitches. Better watch that shit. (laughs) You already know. All right, brothers. Have a good one. All right, bro. Thank you all for tuning in. And until then, all out. Sir.